Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Aladdin. And I'm Brandon. And we're coming at you straight from the cul-de-sac. Hey guys, welcome back to episode three of From the Cul-de-sac. It's great to have you here again. Uh, a little something that I forgot to mention last week. Um, if it's not obvious by now, we are going to be releasing episodes every Monday, um, unless otherwise noted, if anything ever comes up. Um, for example, tomorrow is a holiday, but that's not going to stop us now. <laughs> um, but if something were to come up where we can't upload an episode, definitely check out our social medias in the show description. Um, we'll keep you guys up to date. But... Hope everybody's excited for their long weekend. If you're listening to this on Monday, I hope you're enjoying your long weekend. Uh, if you're listening to it later, I hope you had a good long weekend. And if you didn't have a long weekend, I'm sorry. Um, but today, we are going to be talking about high school. Taking things in back, high school. Yo. Social aspects, the the working aspects, all sorts of things about high school, right? The best parts of high school. And if you ask me... I think high school was a beautiful time, everybody. And I know right now, if you're doing online college, you're definitely missing high school. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. High school was rough, man. It was rough, but it had its good points, you know? I had a... By the way, I would like to go ahead and give some shout-outs. Casey, thank you, and uh, Will, best friend. Uh, thank you guys for listening to everyone else who have been listening we really Absolutely. appreciate you guys. Um, and again, your feedback is beautiful. Keep it coming. And I hope you guys keep enjoying the beautiful stuff that we put out for you guys. Absolutely. But high school was a special time in our lives. And when they tell you that high school never ends, boy, there has never been a truer statement than that one right there. Brandon, do you agree? I don't know. Um, <laughs> sometimes it does really feel like it, I guess. Uh, but I mean, we haven't been out of high school for even 10 years yet. So maybe we're not, maybe Gosh. we're just coming up on 10 years. Yeah. You know, it's been about eight years now, but maybe it hasn't had enough time to end yet. That's I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> so, I mean, one of the things that pretty much inspired it, I mean, from everyone who has been hitting me up, which again, thank you guys. And then, I don't know. I just been, uh, the, the golden years. I felt like high school, in a way, was like a golden age. You know, you wake up, go to school. I don't know how long it took you to start driving, but I didn't start driving right away. And when I did start driving, I hated it. Because one of the best parts about going to school in the morning was sleeping on the bus for that extra 30 minutes yeah, of sleep. It was I cool. agree with that. Without question, the greatest moment of my day. Yeah. But... You know, college, you don't get to sleep while you're driving unless you're the one in the accident. And then, <laughs> what else? I mean, you sleep in class, your professors look at you poorly. You sleep in class in high school. They frown upon it, but they're like, it's all good in the hood, you know? So no, I, I disagree. What? I don't yeah. think the was okay with you sleeping in class. Well, that's if you sit in the back. If you sit in the back, if you sit in the back, then they're, they're watching you because they know you're trying to sleep in class. Yeah, that's why I was trying to find that middle row where, like, you're safe. <laughs> Because they, they know you're attentive, but at the same time, they're like, if they, they play around, they're cool. If you're listening to this and you're in high school or in college, don't sleep in class. Education is very serious, and you should take it very seriously. 100% agree. <laughs> I never slept in class, except for one time. Before we get into the real topics, I'm going to share with you guys a brief story. I fell asleep in class, 
And oh my goodness, I remember exactly. Can I say her name? I won't say her name. Don't say the name. I won't say her name. I fell asleep in my science class and I was, you know, when your head's bobbing, yep. well, my head went down and I woke up real fast and I headbutt the girl behind me. Oh no. <laughs> Ooh, I remember it to this day. That's and awkward. I'm so yeah, ashamed. Put you right on the spot. <laughs> it was. It was super oh, uncomfortable. No. I'll never. Ooh, it was seventh grade science. I remember everything. I remember every single detail about that day. We were watching nice. the space, the solar system videos. It was hard for me to stay awake, but that was right a on. brief little story for you guys. And now we're going to go ahead and take a nice stroll back down memory lane, everybody. We're gonna go ahead and start with all the things in high school that we took for classes. And I mean, of course we all took the basic classes, you know, your science, your English, blah, 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 all that fun jazz, right? But I wanna talk about the electives and the things that I felt like in high school, cause high school, it's supposed to be that transitionary stage. You know, they treat you like an adult. You're about to head up to college. And there's a lot of things even in college that they still don't know that they don't teach you because that's not what you're going to school for. But, you know, high school is supposed to be that that fine transition line between young adult to actual adulthood. You're about to go into the world. Would yeah. you agree? Yeah, I definitely agree. So it's like a lot of the things I felt like we did in high school weren't really necessarily getting us prepared for the real world. Do you, would you, yeah, so, okay. I think a lot of people would agree with that. That's yeah. a really big flaw with public education, for sure. So, and that's another thing. I was actually talking to a friend recently about, um, what's that type of school? Like, private schools, right? Yeah. And, you know, you pay a good hefty amount of money for private for private high school, private school. Yeah. Um, you never went to private school, did you? No. I was okay. always went to public school. Same. So, I can't really comment too much on this if any of you guys listening do go to private school or have participated in it please feel free to send us information about your experiences and if anything that i'm saying is 100 percent discredited but i would assume that they pretty much follow suit you're just paying for expensive classes that you take in public school and for example i'm going to go ahead and give like your basic like home ec did you have to take home ec in high school so in high school, no, but I did take it in middle school. Really? I did take it in middle school, yes. Props to your middle school people. Yeah. We had it offered in middle school, but then when we were, when I, of course, came to that class level, that grade level, they switched it. Cooking was now in high school and sewing was taught in middle school. I also took that. Well, that was actually part of home ec for us. So okay. it was... I'm trying to think if home ec was a one semester or two semester thing. I think it was just one semester. So it was kind of kind of lackluster where you would do for like pretty much the first half of the semester, you would have like sewing, like you made like a pillow or something, you know, like yeah, you would practice sewing different things like sewing a button or sewing right. a patch. And then at the very end, you, you would make a pillow, which was kind of neat. Um, and then I, I believe it was the second half of the semester was more of like the traditional home ec things that you would think of where right. you're doing like cooking and stuff. I got you. So yeah, we pretty much followed suit with that, which I'm actually surprised. It's nice to know that we've similar from like Michigan to Ohio. Um, obviously though, 
ours, like I said, we went to high school and that's when the cooking started. We did our sewing, which we also made a pillow. My fabric design was a man surfing, getting chased by sharks. Ooh. Pretty badass. I know, right? You still have the pillow? I do still have the pillow. <laughs> hey. It's probably a little dirty, but, you know, cherish those little memories. Uh, but, you know, I think even though, believe it or not, I kind of talk crap about it now, but that was actually a very helpful class for me. How about you? Did you find perks out of that class? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Your face. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm thinking... All the stuff that I learned how to cook in that class, I could not tell you a single thing I made in that class. Like, okay. I have no idea. I don't even know if I could still remember how to sew a button. So I think for a while, yeah, it was pretty helpful. But now, I don't think I remember any of it. But this was in middle school, so it's even longer ago than high school. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to both my home act teacher and my sewing teacher. I still know how to sew to this day. And I still cook like a madman in the kitchen. So props to you, beautiful ladies, if you're still alive. Um, <laughs> that was rude, but it's true. You never know. But anywho, uh, when it came down to it, though, cooking and, yes, sewing, minuscule little things kind of benefit you in the future if you delve into those realms of, you know, your life. But... I feel like there are things that we should have been learning in home ec or like sewing skills are great. Don't get me wrong. But how many of you guys listening out there know how to keep track of a checkbook? Yeah. Well, I think maybe the use of a checkbook is pretty obsolete. Not necessarily, but I don't know if balancing a checkbook is really a thing that is, I know my parents still do it, but I don't know how important it really is. Um, with the way technology is now, but I do agree with you. Even things other than that, like you could say doing your own taxes, if you want to go to the monetary side of it. And while, you know, learning how to sew, learning how to cook are all, are, you know, good skills to have for sure. The, The problem with those, that class in general is it's not required. Yeah. With life skills, it's not required. It's an elective. And most people, probably don't want to take it hence why my high school didn't even offer it you know yeah and i mean i understand that but i also feel like those are important tools like uh, like you said managing a checkbook isn't probably the most useful thing nowadays just because of the different methods we have to monitor our money but at the same time i mean even uh, did you ever take woodshop again in high school yeah in high school yes okay or not in high school, middle school. Middle yes, school, yeah, school, I did too. Man, see, so I would love to have taken it in, middle, in high school because, I don't know, I really enjoyed what the, geez, wood shop. Well, we called it wood skills. But I enjoyed uh, what, I, I enjoyed it, you know. But at the same time, like right now, like for example, it taught me, like I know how to wire a lamp. I made my own lamp in that class. It's pretty cool. Okay. And okay. I felt like if we did stuff like that in high school, Because, you know, obviously high school, they're gearing you towards what you're interested in, which is awesome. And obviously for me, I was interested in science. But outside of that, why wouldn't you teach more important skills rather than when you were in gym class, you could learn how to square dance with somebody? And I know we mentioned this in the last episode, but like dancing, it's an important skill. But at the same time, 
there's a bunch of other things that I would have probably appreciated a little bit more compared to what we actually do today. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I feel what you're saying. So what are some of the main classes in high school other than like, or better yet, not main classes, because we all know the main classes. What yeah. are some of the electives you took in high school? Like just in general electives? In general electives. Oh, man. Um, I, I took Spanish for a while, which I don't think was ever required at my school. I don't know if you were required to take a foreign language. We um, were encouraged. I think that's how it was for us to we were encouraged to take a foreign language, but it wasn't required. So I did take Spanish for two years. Um, uh, bueno. Exactly. I couldn't <laughs> tell you any Spanish anymore. I don't know any of it. <laughs> um, man, it's actually really interesting to think like way, way back, like some of the electives I took like in freshman year, because I could not tell you. I, um, I know I took a health class, which was required, but was still an elective. Yeah. Um, I took one gym class. Um, one. one of the biggest ones that I remember, two, two big ones that I remember. And then kind of like a, an off subject, which kind of relates to the whole thing. Um, I took a coding class oh, because... Awesome. In my senior year, you, you needed four. The state of Michigan required you to have four math credits to graduate. Okay. And your senior year, you had math class equivalents or alternatives or something. Right. So they were classes that you could take that would satisfy your math credit without having to take like pre calc. So okay. you could take pre calc or you could take one of these math related classes. So I took two semesters worth of coding, coding one and coding two. And they were like super old, dead, unused coding languages where you just make calculators pretty hey, much. Calculators are important for math. <laughs> but it was a really fun, not that kind of calculator, but <laughs> it was a really fun class. Um, it introduced me to coding, which was cool because it's you know still something that I really enjoy now. Right. Another elective that I took was announcements. So our hey. school had video announcements every day where they had like a CCTV network and we would we had like all this broadcasting equipment and computers and stuff and there were like two different teams of people every other day you would alternate it was either every other day or every other week you would alternate between you know team a and team b doing video announcements which was a lot of fun so i did announcements that was in my junior year i believe and that was that was really fun um how that benefits me now how i got a high school credit for that i don't know it's actually a really good question thinking about that now like how did i get a high school credit for that like what did that satisfy it taught you public speaking and kind how of. good you are behind the microphone <laughs> i wish i could have like some videos from those video announcements because i'm sure they were hella cringy i would love Super cringy. to see high school see Brandon. The, hey man my hair is getting there it's getting pretty close oh man those um, are the, the other elective that i took which was different was actually vocational school my senior year um which kind of satisfied that real life skill that you wish you learned in high school depending on what you went went for so it was kind of like a like a pre-college type thing I mean, you didn't get college oh, credit for it or anything but i got you. basically your first half of the day was spent at your high school campus and then the second half of the day was spent at the vocational school campus. And okay. they had things like they had like a medical program. They had like an industrial program. 
And I went to the visual imaging program for graphic design because that's what I knew I was going to be going to school for. Right. So while that's far less of a life skill, probably a useful skill, but I mean, my school didn't offer any classes like that. So it was cool to go and do uh, do that at a, at a vocational campus. I feel that. We had that as well. Ours was pretty... A lot of my classmates went there. I know, but instead of uh, for how you guys started off, you went there half of the day in your actual school, and then you went to the school. Yeah. Ours was you either went to our high school or you went to the vocational school instead. And they had like uh, you know like nursing. Uh, I know they had like EMT, firefighter. They yeah. had uh, you know all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I had a lot really of similar. yeah. And you know it was actually pretty nice. It was just, you know, first half of the day, they did their classes, and then towards the end, they just did their actual work, which yeah, I think that, like you said, it kind of puts you on a path. And I mean, I felt like yours pretty much did a good job for you because you're actually in graphic design right now. Yeah. So I felt like that one's pretty helpful. Ours, I know a lot of my friends ended up doing what they ended up doing in school, which was pretty awesome. Obviously, for me, I think the majority of my electives, I just took more math classes, more science classes, because I'm stupid. Um, I took a, <laughs> I took a one class that I did take that I actually felt was pretty benefit beneficial, especially for college, was um, computer skills. And with that was pretty much how to use Microsoft Word. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a class like that, too. Yeah, that one, I mean, it, did, it wasn't typing. That was in middle school. So I completely yep. just bailed on that one. But when it came down to, like, using all the cool stuff on Excel. Let me tell you, Excel is so underappreciated. Yeah, it's really, I would use it a lot at work now, and there's a lot about that program. Yeah, it's very is. useful. It's actually pretty difficult to use too. I love Excel. If I remembered all the skills that I learned in high school with it, that class is pretty, or Excel is just pretty impressive. The whole Microsoft yeah. Office is pretty impressive. Yeah, it is. But, you know, outside of that, like, I really didn't have too many other classes. I took all extra maths, extra science, because that's pretty much what I needed for college. Uh, I wanted to do more. Like, I wanted to get involved in, like, they weren't necessarily classes, but they were, like, you know, the extracurriculars. Like, yeah. I would have loved to go into, like, the theater stuff. We had a tiny little theater department. Uh, yeah. But I would have loved to do yeah. theater. I did um, that in middle school, too. Did you really? What, what plays did. did you do? I don't. I think they were all from like a like a school playbook. They were like nothing. Big. Mm. I couldn't tell you the names. I remember them, but I have no idea what they were. But those were the yeah, I did that days. in school. And then let's see what else. What else was there? Pretty much that was it. My school, damn, my school's poor. Ohio. Obviously, I participated in sports, tennis, and football. But other than that, damn, I'm sorry. I hope everyone who goes to school there now is happier. Because... Yeah, I'm curious if the curriculums nowadays kind of encourage more of the the life skill type stuff. Yeah. I doubt it, but agreed. I'd be hopeful. I would love to think so. I feel like nowadays the transition is kind of actually pretty impressive for high schools. I would assume all high schools are following suit at this point. But when it comes down to trying to get into college earlier or like trying to get yourself into yeah. that route... I think that most schools are doing a pretty solid job when it comes to that. Yeah, I think I still I still do think that there's a lot of life skills that should be taught in high school just because they're so valuable. But I do really appreciate and this is something that I've heard 
not like in my area, but like in other parts of the state, there's a lot of schools, high schools that have partnerships with like a local community college. Right. And you can do like a dual enrollment type thing. So your senior year, you're also taking college level classes. Right. So when you graduate, you have some college credit. And then there's a friend of mine who, and I don't know if I'm recalling the details of this correctly, but a friend of mine had told me that there's a school kind of in the Southern area of the state where they do, I think it's five years of, of high school um, instead of the, the typical four. Right. But by the end of that five years is a dual partnership program with the local community college. And by the end of that five years, you graduate with your high school diploma and an associate's degree. Oh, it's awesome. It's kind of like a, like a, like a liberal arts degree, right. but I mean, it's still a lot of gen ed classes that are, are not, and I don't know if other. there's like a, a cost with it if it's optional or or what but i think that's a really cool idea especially if you're wanting to go to college because having those gen eds out of the way especially at a community college where if you do have to pay it's significantly cheaper yeah that's like a really big perk you know going into college oh yeah definitely anything that will save you money on classes that you need to take is a huge advantage and everyone should yeah. take advantage of that I know one of the things that my school, I was very fortunate enough to do, I didn't know I even qualified for it until I was asked to do so, but they offered us, if you were, obviously, grades were good and you were up to the the task, you were allowed to do like a a shadow, shadowing thing, like a mentorship. So I was lucky enough to shadow a general surgeon in Ohio. And really, yeah, it was a great experience. It was definitely cool. something that I, obviously I was interested in and going through the whole process was just cool. I saw some hernia surgeries and then at the end of like the course, we got a cut, we got a credit for it. And of course, you know, you did a presentation and you had like a nice banquet hall with everyone in like all the different yeah. fields. So it was really cool. And I felt like that was really cool. And I don't know. I mean, obviously I know a lot of people nowadays go and, volunteer or they know somebody that they can shadow but i felt like high school that's something that they should utilize for not just a select group of students but for everybody so that was a requirement for you to shadow somebody correct no believe it or not they asked me if you know they're like you qualified to take this this like extra thing and then a group of students that were selected okay went discussed it with whomever the person who was ahead of the the committee of the group and then if you were interested and you had the time and you were capable of doing so, then you went ahead and did it. If not, you just went back and you did your classes like anybody else. But, but they essentially placed you with somebody to shadow. Yeah. Okay. So in my high school, they didn't do something like that. It's, that sounds like it was more of a, a prestigious type thing where, you know, you were selected, you qualified, whatever. But for my school, you had to take senior English and senior English was a speech class. So it was a semester of public speaking, um, which, you know, kind of sucks just based off of that alone. Um, if you don't like public speaking and the very last speech you had to do was to be based off of a job shadow. So you had to find somebody in the field that you want to go into shadow them and then use that information to write a paper, both a paper and a speech on that career field. Oh, that's cool. No help. They did not give any help at finding somebody to shadow. So guess what? I had to make it up. I couldn't <laughs> find anybody. Nobody would let me shadow them. So I had to, I had two friends 
who knew the teacher, like they went to the same high school. I had two friends that claimed that they were a partnership and were registering as an LLC for a small design company. And I literally went to their house and asked them BS questions about design, which they had no idea, anything (laughs) whatsoever. And then I had to make a paper and tell a speech about it, man. Your high school career so, was a lie. I hate Ohio, but I really appreciate that they did that for you. See, <laughs> shout out to my cool. Ohioans. Hey, that's man. pretty cool. Ohio, you guys are all haters, but we're a beautiful state, and we have beautiful people present. <laughs> the only beautiful part of Ohio is the southern part that's close to West Virginia. Denial, but I'm just going to go ahead and pretend that didn't happen, and we're going to keep going going. <laughs> all right, let's now, move on then, shall we? Before we do, I just got to ask one last question. Okay. Favorite high school class? Favorite high school class? Um, it's it's tough. I won't include the vocational school because I don't feel like that counts. It's it's a it's a toss up between coding, either one, just coding in general because it was a fun class, and um, the announcements class because it was also just a lot of fun. Fair. What was what are, what are your or what is your favorite class from high school? I'm not gonna be biased and say anything science. However, my two favorite classes were every English class I ever took because my teachers were absolutely incredible, and my anatomy class. That class anatomy. was a blast. Right. It was ba- pretty much my teachers. If it wasn't for my teachers, I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. So shout out to those Yeah, guys. teachers definitely have a lot of weight on that. Yes, they do. So appreciate your teachers, everybody. Since we're in high school, I'm going to go ahead and take us to one of the greatest things high school had brought us. Because puberty just hit. We're all super awkward. Acne on our face, if that was you, I'm sorry. And we were all going through some awkward phases and trying to find ourselves. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Now, I'm going to go ahead and speak for all of us. It took me a long time to find myself because I was a creepy kid. I'm lying. I wasn't creepy. I was just... I bet you you were creepy. I, wasn't. I bet you were creepy. <laughs> I, was, I was funny. I was I was enjoyed. I'm going to go ahead and thank my parents because you guys really did a huge favor for me. You named me after a Disney movie. So I was really well known throughout my education system. My education life, I was a win. I was the guy people just... They came up to me. They saw me, hey, your name's Aladdin, right? It pretty much established a lot for me. So my reputation was pretty solid, thank God. But I was just, I was in it all. I could hang with the guys who played sports. I could hang with the theater people. Shout out to my emo people out there, because you know who you guys are. You know, it was all, (laughs) I loved it. But it was like, I was just some goofy ass kid. And, you know, when I was at school, I did my thing and I was with my group of people. You know, I had my solid friends, so, like, I appreciate all you guys. And for those of you I stay in touch with, I love you all. And then, you know, outside of school, I was just back to Aladdin in the video games, you know? Yeah. What about you? What clique did you see yourself in? Well, for a long time, I wasn't in a clique, for sure. Okay. And you that's not, like, a humble, yeah, that's not a humble brag. <laughs> I, was, I was an outcast, pretty much. So maybe if that's a click, like the, the the weird kids, I guess, that was definitely me. Because when I went to middle school, I was the new kid in the school because we had moved 
moved school districts. Like we went to a new house, which was a different school district in the like the very end of my fifth grade. So going into middle school with two different elementary schools, two or three different elementary schools combining, and then me, you know, so you already had like all these people know each other and all these people know each other. Yeah. And then, you know, they're going to, you know, meld and I'm there. You're just the guy in the center of it all. Yeah. To so it I was not, I didn't fit in with anybody for a really long time. Um, I'll say that was probably my sophomore and my junior year. Okay. Um, that's, I was a scene kid, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I was 100% the scene kid. I would straighten my hair. I always wear the band tees. I was in a band. I was in a metal band myself, man. Right. Like a really crazy metal band. All the music's gone on YouTube. I wish it wasn't. All the music's gone on YouTube. The MySpace page still exists. Hell yeah. Throwback to the MySpace. And uh, we have one relic still of that band. Kind of give you a grip of who I was. I think I've shown you the video before. But oh, there is one video. music video on YouTube. It's pretty cringy, so, everybody. It is very cringy. It actually hurts, um, but it, it definitely screams high school. It does. At, into senior year of high school, I had a group of friends. I don't really think we were uh, – we were a clique for sure. You know, like everybody is in a clique of some sort, I right. guess. Um, but if I had to label what it was in my senior year, I have no idea. I feel that. See, and it's funny because I bring this up. I bring this whole topic up because – you know, again, I mesh with a lot. You know, you had your group. I could pretty much delve into everything. You know, I was in band. I played sports. I was weird. I was funny. I could do it all. But, like, you take that and you go to college and you go out of college and you're in the work field. You're out there doing exactly what you want to do. And it's high school all over again. You get the weird looks from certain groups of people. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys Coming from different, you know, job backgrounds, the last job I had was in a hospital, and I worked in patient transport, but every department, even though those are just your simple coworkers, those are your cliques. Like, that is your wow. policy right there, you know what I mean? I feel like, I feel like as, a, as a patient transporter, they probably saw you as the bottom of the food chain because you were not medical staff. Right. You were vital to the operation of the hospital, but you don't have a medical degree, you know? Exactly. And, you know, and that's, it was, it was kind of like a weird position because it's like, you would think that I'm there trying to be immersed and try to learn from everybody yeah, at their different positions. And, and that's exactly, you know, I was trying to go medical route, you know, that's pretty much where I'm at right now. And, you know, I wanted to mesh with the doctors and the nurses and just to see everything behind the scenes you know, I've, I've seen it, I've been through it, you know, I've had surgeries, I've, you know, I've been through every aspect of the hospital world you could possibly do. Now, the only thing was, like you said, I was looked at as like the grunt, I was the bottom of the, you know, I was the bottom <laughs> of the bowl. Yeah. And it was weird because you think that everyone's working together, which they are for the most part. But, mm. you know, you got the nurses, they look at the transporters and they're like, look at these scum. <laughs> or like the doctors, man, there's one doctor, gosh, he just makes my blood boil because every time you'd walk past him, I say hi to everybody, everybody. Like I'm going to go ahead and let you know. If I see you, strangers or not, Brandon will agree and he hates it, but I will say hi to you. I will talk to you. doesn't matter if we know each other or not. And I'll walk away. Yes, he will. 
every time I would say hi to this doctor, no eye contact. Wouldn't respond. And I'm just like, what an asshole. I <laughs> didn't want to hate him because I have no reason to, but it was just, man, he was an a-hole. Gosh, just talking about, I know who he is, and I'm sure he's still working, and he frustrates me. But besides the point, clicks in the hospital. You have your ER nurses. You have the floor nurses. There's beef, everybody. If you work in the hospital or in the health field, you know there's beef between the different floors, the different specialty doctors. I've seen two doctors get into it one time. It was scary, but it was funny because it's right in front of the patient's eyes, and you're just like, man. That's not helpful, but at the same time, the trends, the clicks, you see it, and it's crazy. So, like, do you have that at where you at where you're currently at now? I mean, I work in an office, so I don't really see. Well, when I was in the office, oh, I don't right. really see too many people um, interacting with each other outside of their their space. So, I guess to that respect, it's kind of like a forced click. Yeah. Um, but I don't think in my workplace that's so much of a thing. Um, no, I, yeah, no, I don't. I was just I, I thought I had an example, and I, I really don't. I don't. I don't really think that there's that kind of atmosphere in my workplace. But I think working in an office, it's a little bit different. I feel that. I mean, do you kind of have like? A, you ever see? Have you watched The Office? We went over this in episode one. No. Oh, that's right. Damn. You see, I forget every time, everybody. <laughs> oh, man, it hurts. See, all these references that I want to use towards him hurts. You ever watch Sorry, Office buddy. Space? I have seen Office Space. Hey. I have. I'll, I'll tell you, that the first time I saw it, I really liked it. And then maybe two years ago, I tried to watch it again. I thought it was terrible. I couldn't even finish it. <laughs> it's, an, it's a special movie in itself. It's, it's good once. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact right there. But I, you know, I don't even know why I try to make a comparison to that because there isn't really one. I'm just gonna go ahead and start fresh. Uh, <laughs> but I felt that. So, do you guys ever have um, work parties? Well, yeah, like out outside of the office work parties. Outside of the office work parties. Yeah, it's been a long time, but yeah. Oh, I mean, I know. I, for everybody, obviously. We well, even all... even before even before all of this, it's been since probably last summer. Damn, you guys have some crappy work parties. Well, I mean, <laughs> somebody's got to offer up their house. You know, a lot of us live in apartments. Not yes. a great place to you know bring ten people over plus significant others. Well, you don't got to go out to your house. You can go anywhere. Just go out. Go to Ann Arbor. You guys are right next door. Normally, if we're going out to Ann Arbor, it's because somebody quit. And oh. we're going out to eat. All right. Well, anywho, it's funny because, like, uh, for us at the hospital when I was working there at the time, you know, the holiday parties, I would always, for me, again, it was, see, just like in high school, I was the guy everybody knew. Just know that if I was in prison, I'd be the guy that everybody would come to to get something because of how good I am talking to people. But at the same yeah. time, if I'm in prison, I hope I never go to prison because I'll never be able to smile again. <laughs> but, you know, holiday parties, every floor had their own holiday party. And it was funny because every once in a while, some people would be like, oh, you should come to our party, blah, blah, blah. But then at the same time, I'm like, I would love to. 
but I feel I would feel weird because yeah. I felt like I wasn't in the right place, you know? And yeah. that's where even when I was in like different departments and like other floors and talking to everybody, I felt like people would look at me funny because they'll be like, hmm, this guy's a transporter, isn't he? And then I just so kinda... let me ask you a question that'll relate that feeling you're having there to high school, right? Yeah. So you say in high school that you are part of every different kind of clique, you know, every social group, you're your jock, you're, right, right. Yeah, yeah, you're all, you're all, you're all the above. I'm and you, did you enjoy that? I guess just to preface, did you enjoy being part of all the cliques? <sighs> I want to say yes, but then I also say no. Okay, so now let's go down to now, and one of the cliques in the hospital says, hey, you know, come hang with us for our party, and you don't want to do it. So what's the difference between in high school where you want to be part of all these cliques, you know, you, you appreciate being a part of all of them, but then post high school in the real world, you don't want to do that anymore. Like what's different about it? I think the main difference is, is if I, well, one, I get fired <laughs> because I wasn't doing my job. I'd be chilling, but oh, true. Yeah. But, but that aside, that aside, um, I think it's more along the lines of if I spend my time with these people instead of the people that I work with on a daily and like, you know what I mean? Then it, it's just kind of off putting because I love to hang out with the nurses and like the doctors and talk crap with them. But at the same time, sometimes when they talk crap, they would talk crap about things that I couldn't relate to. And if I did relate to it, it was just, Something it was out of my scope of practice. You know what I mean? Like they're doing things, yeah. their their work, their duties are different than what my working duties are. Well, yeah. I have to know those duties at some point. Of course, did I learn from them some of the times? Always, but at the same time, it was just the things that I would talk about and the things that they would talk about obviously didn't mesh. So it was kind of hard for me to be put into their positions every time, as I would always have to be difficult into my position. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair enough. Granted, my job was, you know, iffy, but it was what it was. Yeah. But, you know, but that takes me back to something that we still see today, which is the trends. Because you got the clicks, and you always got the trends. And yeah. those band geeks in high school are still band geeks today. <laughs> Some things just never change. And That's true. You, well, you know, band geeks, I mean, for us band people, we're special. I never did marching band. My band instructor hated, still hates me till this day. And uh, I went one day and I stopped going because I chose work over then. And whew, I heard he kicked a rock in my honor. Yes. He Good was stuff. Not, He never spoke to me the rest of my high school career. He just gave me my music. And if I didn't play it right, just ignored me. <laughs> But, you know, band geeks today, you guys are still band geeks. You still talk about band camp and you do everything else. Let's see, the emo kids, they still hold on to a little bit of that angst. Yeah, true. I know you guys all still listen to Escape the Fate. And I know you deep down inside listen to Flyleaf or got some posters somewhere. Oh, God, man. <laughs> so bad. Oh, those are the... Don't offend anybody that likes Flyleaf, man. <laughs> they are rough to listen to. You know, they're, you guys are out there. And don't get me started on the people who used to wear tails or act like animals. I know you guys exist if you haven't become a furry already. 
I, I will say that if there's a trend from a high school, I, I, if it's, I don't know if that's really considered a trend, if music's really a trend, but I have a whole playlist on Spotify that is the cringy metalcore music that I listened to in my junior year. And I'll say that one of the big bands I listened to then was A Day to Remember, and I, I still love A Day to Remember, man. I would love to see them live again. So good. Warped Tour, a few years ago. Ooh. Rest in peace. Great days, great days. Rest in peace. But you know, that's it's it's just the funniest thing. Like there's this one guy at the hospital I used to work with, and he had his hair flipped to the side, and I was yep. like, whoa! I was yeah. like, people still do this? <laughs> I was like, I know what kind of kid you were. It exists. So. Those are some of my favorite people, and you know, you got the people who wear the drug rugs. That was awesome, me. Yes, it was, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it was. Awesome. <laughs> you still have yours? All right, here, here. Okay, curious question. Um, so you can kind of, it's wrong to do this, but you can kind of attribute <laughs> a style to each clique. Like you had the, you know, the, the quote unquote preppy people that always wore their name brands or the scene kids that were always wearing either, you know, dark clothes or super bright clothes and always Chain had t shirts. <laughs> um, so there's like, you can attribute a style to each kind of like social click, right? Hands down. So you being, you know, Mr. Everybody Loves Me, look at me. All American. What style were you, would you say? Like what Gosh. where did you fall on the spectrum? Guys, I'm about to bring out some demons here. All right. This is what I wanted. This is content. <laughs> I'm bringing out some demons. All right. So let me give you guys the transition of Aladdin. That took so long to find himself. <laughs> Circa 2000 and 2010, maybe 2009, 2008, anywhere within that realm. Justin Bieber was born. And he had the long hair. Everyone was doing the long hair. I For those of you hair. who know me, I have an afro. I have some rich curls on this head. and Yeah, you do. Yeah, and no matter how hard I tried and how long I grew my hair out, my hair grows vertical, not down. It goes up. Yep. So, damn, I wish I didn't have to bring this up. Man, I never should have went to high school. <laughs> I tried straightening my hair. Yes, dude, me too. <laughs> and... I even, you know, try to chemically relax my hair, and it did not work. If anything, I think it made my hair curlier. That's awesome. Actually straight. So that phase canceled. I was like, this ain't me. What's next? Do you, do you have any photographs, or do any of your friends, if anybody listening has <laughs> any sort of proof of Aladdin straightening his hair, please share it with us. Please, I need to see this. So look, I have two pictures in existence. Yes. The one for the chemical, and then I have a friend who, at the vocational school, she actually did my hair there, and she straightened my hair where I went through a phase. Everyone told me I looked like Pauly D from Jersey Shore. Oh, no. So imagine my hair, like I said, it was only going up. So she yeah. sprayed, she like hairsprayed it. She um, she flattened it. She it up. Yeah, and I was. Oh, no. Now, this picture is on Facebook. 
Is it really? I will show it to you. I was also super tan, so it kind of really didn't help my image. But... Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> so <laughs> there was that. All right, so that was towards the end of high school, though. So let's see. So we did the Biebs. And then I liked a girl in eighth grade, a little on into freshman year of high school. And, you know, she was through the grungy phase, kind of emo-ish stage. All right. So I went... And I experienced it. This is where my 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 uh, my knowledge of I set my friends on fire and yep. uh, Chiodos and you know all that pretty much you know that yeah that's my realm. I, I tried I tried to blend, but of course I couldn't understand a damn word they were saying half the time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, honestly, this ain't getting me the girl. Two, this ain't my thing. So I was like, you know, I had a couple of. Band shirts, the crazy ones that you'd get from Hot Topic when Hot Topic yes, was a sir. music store, and yes, not some. Sir. Yes, Hot, Hot Topic. Pop culture, no. Oh, yeah. Hot Topic is not the same. What it is, Hot Topic. You guys are sellouts. I'm sorry, but you're keeping up with the times. Yeah. So do what you guys do. But that was then. So we went through. Then of course my mom wanted me to be the preppy boy, which I still think I have a little hold on today. You know I. I like to wear my dress-up shirts and my my plaid every once in a while. But I hate name brands. So, like, I'm cool with rocking the stuff, you know, my polos, if I'm getting it from, like, Kroger or Target or Walmart kind of thing. Hey, man, Kroger sells clothes now if you go to a marketplace. Those are the best Krogers. Wild. But, you know, so, like, I, I dabbled in that. And then, oh, obviously, the hair just didn't work with me. And then I never was... To delve into the realm of, like, the jock attire. I hate sandals, like the slides. Yeah. The slides with the high socks to the knee, the shorts. God, that today still pisses me off. If you wear that, just know I judge you. It's not my cup of tea. So you had a lot of different styles, huh? Oh, I have a picture for everything. And if I showed you these pictures... Not only do I not like showing those pictures because I kind of look like a young Rosie O'Donnell, but <laughs> it was, <laughs> I was a goofy looking kid and my hair was never right until again, my hair turned into, she changed me. How she did my hair senior year is essentially what transformed my hair throughout the ages of adulthood. Hey man, we were all there at one point in time. Brandon, what jobs did you have in high school? I had a one single job in high school. You and I worked, I worked at Little Caesars. Hey. I worked at Little Caesars. I, I actually worked there for I think about three years. Um, I was a shift manager after, I don't know, probably like eight, nine months or so. Did everyone look at um, you with high praise because you were a manager? No. No, they just looked at me as the guy that could probably get them a free pizza after my shift. Word. Which is exactly what I did. Very often. <laughs> See? You were the guy people could go to. People only like me for my perks, man. They only like me for the fatty pizza. Hey, we gotta appreciate everybody at some point, and you just happen to be yeah. the lucky dude. I guess. I, too, had the same job throughout high school until I moved to Michigan, which was my grandparents' pizza restaurant. Ah, uh, yes. You know, you love that place. <laughs> I love that place. Peace <laughs> of Chicago. <laughs> oh, 
my goodness. This restaurant is... <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. What, what was it? Oh, I feel blessed. I feel blessed. I uh, feel blessed. I worked there for an odd number of years, everybody, and it was good times. Good times. Took yeah, I there. think uh, I think working in the food business is pretty much a staple for most people in in yeah. high school, huh? Definitely, without a doubt. And I feel like it actually teaches you a lot of life lessons. Cause it can. Define it can. I think it depends on the job and the workplace environment. So for you, it was ran by your family. True. And they took, you know, your family being immigrants, they are very hardworking people. Very. So they're going to hold you to that same standard. So I think for you, yeah, you learned a great deal about working in a work ethic, you know, working in the restaurant setting then. I did too because I was a shift manager and I felt, you know, I was so young, you know, at that time I was probably like 16 years old. So I felt like really obligated to be, you know, kind of representative of what an employee should be. So I was kind of forced to care. But other than that, man, like people could just sit around in the back on the, on the bags of flour if they wanted to (laughs) and do nothing and they probably wouldn't get fired. So in that kind of a situation, you don't learn nothing. You just have a job because mom and dad told you to go, you know? All right. That's a good point. But at the same time, it taught you how to work with people, right? If you're actually doing it, yep. I would, you, for everyone who knows. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is in, in, my, in my situation, it wouldn't have been out of the question to not do anything and still get paid. Fair. But you're not that person. You're a hard worker, believe it or not. I like to think so. Thank you. You are. You're, for everyone who knows Brandon, hardest working man out in the work, workforce right now. Let me tell you that much. But working on Little Caesars, even any job after Little Caesars, right? Anything food related, which most high school people, if you had anything other than food, shout out to you guys because I don't know how the hell you did it. <clears throat> but working in food, you deal with some crazy people mm-hmm. customer wise. Yep. What are some life lessons besides the customer always being right? Did you learn from that? Well, so there's the whole thing with Little Caesars and hot and ready, right? Right. Um, so you're guaranteeing or you're promising instantaneous satisfaction to anybody that walks through the door. And so help you if you do not have something hot and ready for them when they walk in the door because you so common sense will tell you right you walk in to the restaurant and there's somebody already in front of you of course and you're not really paying attention but you know they order something and let's say there there's four pizzas ready in the box right and this person orders and they get they take three out of this box they just took them out of the box and they give them to the customer Right. Now you go up, right? I want two hot and ready's. We've got one. It'll be like a seven minute wait. You lose it on the guy. He's like, why do you say it's hot and ready if it's not ready? Well, if you would see that, you know, literally just a second ago, it was ready. But unfortunately, we don't have an unlimited supply of cooked food to hand out whenever we want. This is not how it works. People would get upset because we promise instant gratification, which is 
you know what america runs on but it's such a bad idea because it, it so just bad. makes people so angry if you can't if you can't satisfy it but i guess like in that case like it taught me that people will get really upset with you over five dollars and thirty cents nothing is too small for people it's it's crazy it, it does hurt because people just take things out of proportion when it's the yes. simplest little thing so you worked after this wasn't in high school but just to stick with the whole food thing when you came to michigan you started working at chipotle rest in peace yes i yes. did <laughs> chipotle's terrible qdoba all the way chipotle number one nope qdoba all the way number one all day every day you have no taste buds <laughs> but you you worked at a chipotle once you came to michigan i twice i twice right and I can only assume that that was a very different environment than working at your grandparents' restaurant. Hands down. It's a very, it's more fast food style. Mm-hmm. So it's a very high pace, yep. very stressful, um, you know, kind of like a high stakes thing because, you know, you, they're watching you make their food, right? Right. Um, that's the type of job that I feel like, you know, you could, you know, people still do that kind of work while they're in high school, but that's the real kind of food service job that really teaches you an incredible work ethic and, and life skill, you know, like patience, time management, you know, all will, that kind of stuff. I will agree, but you can also have the same, just like how you have people sitting on the flower bags, we have some people just chilling. They'll take yeah. all extra time on their breaks. But you know, yeah, and Chipotle, you feel that you feel that a lot more in that type of a workplace, though. Hell yeah, you do because it's, it hurts, especially when you're on such a fast demand for yep. for workers. Because if you have one person missing, it's over. You know, mm-hmm. especially when you're doing pizzas. I mean, if one person isn't doing what they need to be doing, and one person is making pizzas, ringing the register, this and this, you fall behind on your work, and then everything yeah. just collectively happens, and that's. Chipotle in a nutshell, but like you said, Chipotle was a different standard. One thing was off, and the whole operation just crumbled. And yep. man, between the customers, and you know, I'm a very non-confrontational person, everybody. <laughs> and Chipotle definitely made me get confrontational a couple of times. And sometimes you guys give respect to the people who work in the food industry, because... You don't know what they deal with for eight hours, yeah. 10 hours, 12, 16. Yeah. Some people, when it comes to food, you do not know what kind of day they had or who they dealt with. It's rough. And if you've worked in food, then you understand. But if you haven't, yes. you guys are clearly not appreciative towards these people. It's the same thing if you're working like a retail job too or you know, pretty much any type of customer service job. Is- right. If you've never worked in that environment, then you have no way of knowing, you know, what it really is like. So you, as a rule of thumb, you should respect people just because that's just being a decent human being. And that's Agreed. what you should do anyway. But, you know, working in customer service, you should respect that person. You know, they're doing what they can. It's probably not their fault that you're having an issue. And in the food service, you know, probably in a traditional restaurant, if somebody's yelling at a food service worker, it's probably a waiter or a waitress. Yeah. But it's definitely not their fault if your food was messed up unless you ordered wrong or the cook messed it up. You're going to yell at this person. Either way, it's super stressful. If you've never worked in that before, then you have, you know, it's really hard to keep, you know, your brain path going, you know, straight. Like it is, 
Yeah. It's a lot of stress. There's a lot of stuff that you have to organize in your head. It's it really crazy. Is. Um, for you working in high school, because Chipotle had a lot of rules and regulations for things you could and could not do. Did you guys have any regulations like that at Little Caesars? Like as as a high school student? Yeah, as a minor specifically. Um, the only thing that I had to do for sure, and I think everybody has to do that, was get the work permit through school. Okay. Um, I think there were some rules on that. I don't know if my location, like my franchisee, cared about them. Um, like I don't think you're supposed to work past a certain time on yeah, a weekday. Okay. Chipotle did the um, same thing. I think kind of the trade-off for me was that a lot of the kids that were working their parents didn't want them working like past like, seven o'clock or something on a weekday. And a lot of times it's just not plausible because we had, I think four people on most days of the week. And then like Friday and Saturday nights, you had like five or six people on. Um, so you needed less people during the week. So there were fewer people that either weren't in high school or like me, my parents didn't care. You know, if I worked until 10 <laughs> on a school night, that's fine. You know, like I'm still going to get to school the next day. So, yeah. you know, it's okay. Um, so the trade-off for me there was if that was a restriction, I didn't get in trouble for it. They didn't get in trouble for it. And the trade-off was I didn't work weekends because I worked on the weekdays. So you that was lucky cool. man. You lucky man. What kind of what kind of restrictions? I know you were in high school when you did work at Chipotle, but what kind of restrictions did they put on their employees? So the one Chipotle I worked at wouldn't hire anyone from high school because we served alcohol. So that was one thing. But then the one in Allen Park that I worked at, minors weren't allowed to use a knife. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. That's a good thing. Was that a was that a, a rule put on by the school or just by the organ or Chipotle as a, as a company? To my knowledge, it was just the, co- the company. Okay. Yeah. We had something like that, too. We had a, a dough roller. Yeah. Um, it was a sheet maker. So, like, you know make the balls of dough and then they go in the fridge to, to rise and whatnot. And then you'd like flatten them out by hand and then put them through the roller. Yeah. You had to be, I think 17 or 18 to use. I think it was 17. Oh, snap. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So like you had that and then you weren't allowed to use the grill or use pretty much anything. You were only allowed to work on the front line at Chipotle, which the worst. Exactly. So imagine the worst. I had some high schoolers, and man, they anxiety runs high at Chipotle, people. And if you guys eat at Chipotle, don't get more than, like, one scoop of sour cream. Because after that, your bowl is just swimming, and it's nasty. And if you put that in a burrito, you guys are evil people. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. But bowls are better. Preach. But, yeah, they weren't allowed to – there was the hours – they, were, they weren't allowed to work past a certain time. Uh, yeah. They weren't allowed to close the knives and the, the grill. That was the, the big, in which it's hard because training people on that position, those positions were prep, grill, those were hard positions to train for because yeah. not everybody wanted to do it. And, you know, trying to, if you have one person working on a grill, for a year, you better believe that person's burnt out because yeah, trying to keep that demand on at Chipotle of all places, goodness gracious. Yeah, absolutely. Talking some rough days. But, you know, it was definitely a, a life-learning job. And so what kind of skills did you learn at your grandparents' restaurant? 
I definitely had great people skills at that place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you had to. <laughs> I had to. Everybody, it was in the part of the city that is not the ideal location that you would, you know, hope to be in, but it was still a great place to work at, and the people out there were absolutely awesome most of the time. Again, you had your angry customers. You had people who said they wanted one thing, but when you gave it to them, they said they wanted something else when they were definitely mistaken because, you know, you're a good service worker and you listen. <laughs> but I learned that arguing is never the way. Nope. Even when you're right. I learned definitely to keep my cool. And no matter how fast you go, the food keeps on coming. Yep. It's those rushes are really difficult, but the rushes are nice because uh, it comes back to like the whole time management Yeah. and, you know, working well under pressure, which you're going to be doing a lot in life. So really good life school. And you can't learn that in high school. You know, that's something you have to learn just by doing it. And, you know, appreciate all the little, you know, you meet some cool people out there, whether it be, whether it was at my grandparents' restaurant, whether it was at Chipotle or any other job that I had, I met some great people at every job I've ever worked. Yeah. And whether it be the people I work with or whether it be customers, you meet some cool people. And, you know, the experience really is what was what humbles you, you know, because I just feel like it's a whole different world because working from the hospital environment and then going from food, similar worlds in terms of how you're supposed to treat others, but in terms of what you're expected to do, it's different, but it carries the same values and the same expectations. So no matter what, you work super hard in food, you're going to work hard at any other job you work at. Same goes for you people in sales or customer service, you know, and so on. Yeah, I think food, the food industry, uh, for the most part, translates really well into most other workplaces because Mm -hmm. you know you get a lot of the really intense type of skills that you can't be taught you know it's you know you've got to get thrown into the fire kind of learn how to deal with it so definitely something you can't learn in school and that's honestly i feel like you know the whole thing being wrapped up like i feel like work while you're working in high school if you do choose that route or if you did choose that route kind of makes up for what you didn't learn in high school. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? In some ways, yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. you know, like I said before, learning to do your taxes. <laughs> Still that. Your, your employer is not going to teach you how to do that. But 25 years old, guys, and I still don't know how to do my taxes. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us back in high school. I hope you all feel like you're teenagers again. I'm going to go ahead and toss this off to Brandon. I'm going to go ahead and shout out to all of you guys again for listening. And continue to follow us on our social media pages. And hope you guys enjoy the content we keep producing for you. Brandon. Sir, uh, like Aladdin said, check out our social medias. As always, they will be in the show description. Um, for every episode uh, so if you need help finding those that's where you can find them um, and again we will be uploading a new episode every Monday so hopefully every Monday we can make the week start off a little less crappy 
So, like Aladdin said, thanks for coming back to high school with us. I've been your host, Brandon. And I'm Aladdin. And we'll catch you next time. Peace out, guys.